You mess with my nut, Brennan? Randy here is gonna eat your dick. Like Kobayashi. <laughs> I've seen him do it. You've actually seen him eat a man's penis? It was in international waters, so they couldn't prosecute him, but I saw it. Ravenous is a Western horror film released in 1999 and directed by Antonia Bird. Ravenous tells the story of Captain John Boyd and a military unit as they travel on a rescue mission only to be encountered by a cannibal. The movie is available on Prime Video. Please consider watching this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Fighting in the Mexican-American War, Lieutenant John Boyd decides to play dead during a shootout due to cowardice. He somehow captures an enemy base which results in his promotion to captain. When he is confronted by General Slauson for playing dead, he is sent to his new post, Fort Spencer, which is led by Colonel Hart and his eccentric group of militants. In Fort Spencer, a weak and injured man named Calhoun arrives. When he recovers the following day, he explains that he was with the group on a wagon, resulting in all of them being trapped in the snow for months and resorting to cannibalism to stay alive. Cahoon explains that a man named Colonel Ives murdered people in the group. Due to this, Hart assembles a group for a rescue search and to arrest Ives. Directed by Cahoon, the team arrives at a cave where they realize that Cahoon is Colonel Ives and he killed and ate everyone. With the intention of eating the rest of the group, Ives kills everyone except for Boyd. Affected by cowardice once again, Boyd avoids fighting with Ives by jumping off a cliff. He breaks his leg in the process but lands near a dead member of his group. Dying of hunger, he decides to eat him to stay alive. Returning to Fort Spencer, Slauson is there to inform Boyd that a new colonel will overtake Hart in command. To Boyd's surprise, the new person in command is Ives, who then admits to Boyd that he eats humans in order to cure himself of any illness. While being under arrest for suspected of murder, Boyd sees as more of the group are murdered, only this time the murder is revealed to be Hart, whom Calhoun saved by eating members of his group. When Boyd and Hart are together, Hart begs Boyd to kill him as he feels he cannot live with himself as a cannibal. Ives sees Boyd kill Hart, which forces them to fight. The film ends with Boyd luring Ives into a bear trap. As they are both pinned together, they die as Slauson unknowingly eats and enjoys the human stew that was prepared by Ives. You know, I got a fucking bone to pick with a certain restaurant. I think you know what I'm talking about, brother. Mm, yeah, I think so. In season one, it was Wendy's. Season three, I got a bone to pick with fucking Denny's. <laughs> and here's why. You you and I, brother, right? We were at Denny's. Yeah, I remember this and story. And I ordered, I ordered country fried steak with eggs. Comes with your choice of bread. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I'll have the sourdough bread. They're like, oh, we don't have sourdough bread. Yep. To then you order and said, oh, can I get the sourdough, roast beef, whatever the fuck it was? And then mm -hmm. she said, oh, sure, no problem. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you just said there's no sourdough. Yeah. There ain't shit for me, but there is for you, brother. I fuck it. You, it granted, like, I don't want you to not have the sourdough. Yeah. But what the fuck, man? It was like some pot roast sandwich and they brought it out and it was perfectly grilled sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't sit right with me, man. I wanted that fucking sourdough with my eggs, man. Yeah. But I digress, man. This fucking, this, I bring up food, man, because this movie deals with food mm, in yeah. the most morbid fucking way possible, man. Yeah. Ravenous. One of the most unique fucking movies, especially horror films I have seen in quite some time, man. Yeah. This, this film has its own identity, man. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. We'll get into all the good stuff, the characters, plot, and just so much to get through. So, but let's not waste any more time, brother. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it, brother. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 36. 36. Of Beer in a Movie with the We Side Boys. We're your host, Fantastic as always, although I do want some fucking sourdough bread. But Fantastic as always, I'm Ticket the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Ravenous, brother. This is your pick. Yep. Fuck. Such a unique film, man. Mm -hmm. What an experience it was. Uh, there are... Uh, there is a certain actor in this movie that when I see him, I said, no, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. But on uh, your recommendation, bro, because you know your shit with movies, uh -huh. I said, fuck it. We're going to review this one, man. Yeah. And 
get us to this introduction, bro. What's your introduction to this? Because I had not seen this before. Yeah, this movie, I just heard about it this year, actually. I was looking up Guy Pierce movies because mm. for some reason I was on a Guy Pierce uh, kick. But this movie came up and I, I was like, oh, I've never heard of this one. And then I read the synopsis, you know, like, what's it about? And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting as hell. And I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it on any streaming services at the time. I don't know if it's changed, but I ended up having to buy the Blu-ray. And then I watched it. And man, I fell in love with this movie from the start. It was just such a weird, quirky movie. It had a bunch of great actors in it that mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of them. So I was just, oh man, this movie's great. So it was like an instant classic for me. And then I recommended it to you. Yeah. So dude, I had never seen this movie, dude, right? Mm-hmm. But there was a scene... It's very like very like blinking you miss it scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I saw that, I said, "Oh fuck, it's this movie." Mm. But I just I never knew it was this one, man. We'll get into that a little later, man. And there's just so much to get to, man. And let's discuss it, brother. But we can't do that without fucking opening up some beers. So, brother, let them know what we're drinking tonight. Tonight we are drinking Vihen Stefaner. <laughs> I already. Well, I looked up how to pronounce this before this podcast, and I said to you, I'm going to forget it, yeah. even though I said it about 10 times. So I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. This is Vigen Stefaner Vitus. All right. It is it's German lager, or is it German? Weizenbach. Weizenbach. Okay. 7.7 ABV, bro. Oh, so yeah, okay. it's got a little kick on it. Yeah, it's got a little kick. So let's just take a little sip. There we go. Bottoms up, brother. Mm. Oh, oh wow, brother! Yeah, this is nice. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had this one before. I really like their Heffenweizen. It's one mm-hmm. of my favorites. It's like eating a banana split almost. Yeah, <laughs> this is this so is, good. Yeah, this is really good, man. Mm-hmm. Get another swig right here, brother. And then we're gonna get into our shout out of the week story time as well. Let's do it. Go. Hmm. I like this, man. So one you wonder uh while you ponder off your ranking of this beer, brother? Yeah. It's time to give our shout out of the week, and that is to my goldenrod brother of over twenty-five years, the good brother Polo Urbina, aka the Mexican. Cheers, brother. Love you so much. You already know that. I don't need to say that. And uh man, me and the good brother go way back. And uh there's actually a... I wasn't there for this story, but he told me this one. So it's time for everybody's favorite segment, brother. Story time with Tiki, brother. Let's do this shit. Let's do it. So, for the second week in a row, I'm going to bring up the good brother, Danny Urbina, man. Because this is a story that Mexican told me. So, the good brother, Danny, he didn't speak Spanish, like, well. Uh-huh. Like, who am I to say? I, I fucking... My my Spanish is really bad. I have a horrible accent. Well, I can't it, speak you know? it at all, so... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, Mexican told me that him and Danny were at a McDonald's and TJ one time, right? Uh-huh. Which, what the fuck? Can't you guys get tacos while you're out there? <laughs> Anyways, he told me the story that... So, they went to a McDonald's and Danny ordered a Big Mac meal. Mm-hmm. And you know how the Big Mac has the sesame seed bun on it? Yeah. <laughs> so, his... his uh, his burger, his Big Mac didn't have the sesame seeds. <laughs> so he went to go complain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like I mentioned, his Spanish isn't very good. Uh-huh. So so he goes to complain. He says, hey, ¿Dónde están las semillas? No pueden. <laughs> he goes, no pueden afford them. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was fucking dying. Because when you know when you know somebody for so long, dude, and when like something like that happens, it just, it makes you laugh even harder. Uh-huh. You know, so fuck, man. It's a Funniest story the good brother Mexican told me. Uh, Danny, I love you, brother. I miss you so much. And to the good brother Mexican, thank you for being a listener with us from the very beginning. Uh, I'll always appreciate you sticking up for me when I was a little kid out in Goldenrod. You made sure nobody fucked with me and you protected me. And I'll always remember that, brother. Love you. Cheers. Bottoms up. Cheers. Mm-hmm. All right, brother, let's rank this beer. This is fucking fantastic. If you don't mind, uh, yeah. let me go, yeah? Go first, man. Man, Weichen Stefaner, Vitus. This is fucking delicious, bro. It does have a little bit of a kick to it. Mm-hmm. If I ever go to Germany, I hope they have this on tap, man. I fucking dig this a lot. Very refreshing to me. Uh, I can see myself drinking this more and more. Give me four stars out of five, bro. This is nice. fucking nice, man. Nice. Uh, For me... This is 
Not my favorite beer, as I said, from them. I, my favorite is still the Hefenweizen. It's very solid. This tastes almost a little bit similar to that, but it's definitely, it's not a bad beer by any means. It's got a little bit of toastiness to it, but it's definitely got that banana-y flavor also. I'm going to give this one a 3.5 nice, out of 5. Nice. All right. We're going to strike for the good man, brother. Let's get into the premise of this film that is ravenous. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the premise, man. We have Captain John Boyd going out on a rescue mission to find uh, uh, this person who they want to arrest due to some shit that we'll get into in a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And they have no idea they're being encountered by a cannibal. Yeah. All right. So there's cannibalism in this fucking film. That's some that's some serious shit right there. Okay. Yep. And the thing is, I want to bring up is that in this movie, man, there's going to be parts in this where like you're going to feel that the music does not match the fucking <laughs> movie at all, especially uh, for it being a horror film. And I yeah. think this is what brings the uniqueness to it. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the characters now, brother. We're going to start off with Captain John Boyd. He is the main character in this. He's played by Guy Pierce. Mm-hmm. Thought he did a fantastic job here. Yep. All right. We're going to get into Colquhoun. Uh, I'm not going to bring up another character because he is also played by it. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is played by Robert Carlyle, man. Yep. And for my money, dude, Robert Carlyle in this film was fucking awesome. Bro. Yeah, he nailed it, man. Right he, out of the park. He was fucking great in this, man. Mm-hmm. He was my favorite character in this. We're going to get to General Slauson, who's played by John Spencer. Mm-hmm. Is that his name, brother? Yes. John and this Spencer. was actually his last film credit. He passed away, I think, like five or six years later. But this is the last movie that he, he starred in. Damn, he was, so, I'm oh, sorry, go for it, brother. He was in The Rock as like one of the mm-hmm. FBI agents. And he was in a bunch of other stuff. If you saw his face, you'd know who he is. Mm-hmm. So Slauson is the one who... Uh, because Boyd is a coward, right? Mm, yeah, he plays dead and shit. So he tells him, "All right, I'm I'm exiling your ass." Yeah, and you're going out to Fort Spencer. Yep, and he joins this uh unit, right? Mm-hmm. Which is led by our next character, Colonel Hart, played by Jeffrey Jones. Yep, all right. I know you've all seen him somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not gonna get to that fucking movie I hate <laughs> that he's in. We'll wait till a little later. Mm-hmm. Next character we're gonna get to is Toffler. Yeah. Played by Jeremy Davies. Yes. Toffler is like this uh like religious person. Yeah. In in the character. He he came off to me as like a bit of a weirdo and kind of a little like a fucking pussy, basically. Yeah, he always plays the same character. Jeremy Davies always plays some weird, like cowardly, quirky character in a lot of the a lot of movies that I've seen him in at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we're gonna segue to another weird character, mm-hmm. and that is Cleves, played by fucking David, former WCW <laughs> champion, David Arquette. Yep. Man. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to say this right now, brother. If you tell me David Arquette is in a movie, I say I'm not watching this shit. Yeah. His movies are so bad, uh, with the exception of maybe Scream and Airheads. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, any movie he's in, fuck it. I'm not watching. I straight up just dismiss him. So mm-hmm. when I found out he was in this, I was like, damn, dog, really going to make me watch a fucking movie with David Arquette? <laughs> but I was actually surprised, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I did mention he was a former WCW champion, dude. Oh, so God. somewhere out there, man, my good brother, shout out to the good brother, Luis Castro. Uh, my brother, a good brother, Luis Castro, used to watch uh, WCW somewhere out there, even with a fucked up knee. I know he's doing the Alex Wright dance moves, man. I know you are. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And the last character we're going to get to is Reich. He's like the hothead of the group. He's played yeah. by Neil McDonough. Mm-hmm. Bro, I got to say this, dude. I felt fucking stupid because this whole time, I thought Neil McDonough and Martin McDonough were brothers. Yeah. Because they looked the same, too. Uh, Yeah, I could kind of see it. I remember you showed me a picture. Yeah. I could kind of see it, but I don't know. So then I found out they weren't brothers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this whole time, like I was like, what the fuck? So... You know, I did mention, dude, that I had seen a clip that reminded me of this movie uh-huh. in the trailer. Okay, so it was a scene where Reich, they're explaining the team, uh-huh. and Reich is in the like that cold river. Yeah, fight. yeah that I I remember seeing that in a trailer, uh-huh. and so then when I saw that, I was like, dude, okay, this is the movie. Oh, okay, all these years later, man, because like when I would watch wrestling, dude, mm-hmm. they would cut to commercial, and they would have commercials of upcoming movies and shit. Mm-hmm. And I shit you not, this was one of them, man. Hmm. But yes, those are all the characters, man. 
so one more swig for the Goodman brother, and then let's dive into this fucking such a unique plot of a movie that is ravenous. What do you say, brother? Cheers. Bombs up, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the film begins with Boyd. He is being promoted a captain, uh-huh. and then you see that he plays dead during the war. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they keep cutting back to a scene where all of them are eating steak. Yeah. And the fucking steak, bro, is bloody as fuck. Uh-huh. It's as rare as it could be. You yep. could basically still hear the fucking cow saying moo. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, and then just the way they fucking tear into these steaks, dog. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's like they're just uh, it's just like animalistic sounds mm-hmm. of them just chowing down. Mm-hmm. It's like these guys are army men, dude. They should have some kind of manners, I guess, right? Yes, and it's a bit of foreshadowing too because you see that Boyd, he looks into the steak and he can barely stomach it, mm-hmm. even just the sight of it. Dude. Yeah. So you know, like fucking bloody and shit is like about to happen yeah. since we already know what the premise of this film is. Mm-hmm. And again, like the music does not fit this fucking horror aspect yeah. of a film. Yeah, I was going to say, I love the music in this movie. I would say this is like half the reason why I love this movie. It's just mm-hmm. the music is so quirky and weird. It just hits a right note for some reason. With mm-hmm. me. It's just so unsettling. Mm-hmm. It's just eerie. You have to listen to it. So those of you out there that haven't seen this movie, just pay attention to the soundtrack because it's so just unique. Yes. Uh, there's a scene much later where where the the music did not fit it so much, mm-hmm. but then at the same time it's like fuck, dude. It, it brings its character. This entire, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we'll get into that a little later, man. Yeah. So you do see that he plays dead, and then he's exiled, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he gets taken. He gets told by Slauson, "You're going to Fort Spencer." Yeah, and this is the introduction to Colonel Hart and the entire military unit that mm-hmm. we describe. I do want to bring up like a nitpick though. So it kind of seems like. They're like talking. They're getting to know each other one time, uh-huh. you know? So Colonel Hart asks Boyd, he's like, what kind of hobbies do you have? And he says, oh, I like swimming. But it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? It, he, it never comes to effect. So what, what the fuck does the swimming part have anything to do with the lines here? I think that was just a little joke thrown in there because he gets exiled to like this mountain area in California, like way out in the fucking wherever. And it's winter. So it's like, what do you like to do? Oh, I like to swim. It's like the worst thing you can pick in that situation, right? <laughs> mm. So it's just kind of a joke. Because even um, Colonel Hart, he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, because it's all kind of tongue-in-cheek, this whole meeting. Because yeah. he's like, oh, you know, I like to uh, read these books, right? And he uses the book to crack the walnut, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's all very, like, tongue-in-cheek. It's just it's just charming in a way. Mm. Gotcha, brother. Thank you for cleaning that up for me. Yeah. And it's winter, right? So mm-hmm. there's gonna be no fucking swimming. Yeah. And shit, gotcha, brother. Okay, because like when I did watch it, I was like, where, where, where does the swimming come to effect? You know? Yeah, it's just it's like Fuck. probably like the most absurd thing you could say, right? Mm, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so then we get into the introduction of like the military unit, right? We already mentioned a grip of them, but mm-hmm. there were some I did leave out. Uh, uh, so we're gonna get into like Toffler again. He's a religious one. Uh-huh. We're gonna get to one I did not mention. That is Knox. He is the alcoholic, mm-hmm. like a total fucking alcoholic. There's even a, a line in the movie that says he starts throwing up and then Hart says, oh, man, too much bourbon in his bourbon. You know? <laughs> yeah. Good writing on this. That reminds me of the room, remember? Which is like, oh, you want some scotch with your scotch or whatever it was, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking Smirnoff or vodka, whatever, with his fucking yeah. scotch. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to Reich, who is the fucking crazy one. And like I mentioned, he's like in the river, fucking naked. Yeah. And, just fucking yelling. He's like the hothead of the group. Yeah, they say he's uh, the soldier, so he's like the he's like the lifer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We get to Cleves, like I already mentioned, David Arquette. He's like a stoner, wacky <laughs> fucking motherfucker. Yeah. Right? And then there are two characters I want to bring up, dude, that I forgot to mention. And these are the locals. It is Martha and George. They're brother and sister, correct, brother? Yes. They're like Native Americans mm-hmm. or... They were like... They say they were just inherited with the outpost because mm-hmm. I think they said the outpost was established by missionaries. And they're just like holdovers. They're kind of like guides, I guess you would say. Like they know the area and they just live there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So those are the characters. And then we get to uh, the flashback once again of Boyd being a coward. Mm-hmm. And dude, it was pretty crazy because they tell him like what happened where you're behind enemy lines. He's like, oh, I played dead. So then he gets basically buried by these bodies. Yeah. Uh, and then like the fucking blood, it goes like other people's blood like goes, goes in his mouth. mouth. Yeah. And shit like that. He somehow gets out of it mm-hmm. despite all these bodies being with him. Mm-hmm. And he somehow fucking takes like the post. 
Yeah. He he like he's behind enemy lines. Just remember that. So it's the Mexican American War. Yeah. So he's with uh he gets these like Mexicans at gunpoint yep. and takes over mm-hmm. the fucking post. So because of this, that's where he is like uh promoted to captain. Yeah. Even Slauson says like we would execute you, but it would set a bad precedent, right? Mm-hmm. Cause he did capture the thing. Pretty much what happened is he's a coward. He plays dead. They throw his body in the pile because they think he's dead. And then they take the bodies, I guess, to the fort, like inside the fort to burn them or whatever they're going to do with them. And then the blood, it's kind of foreshadowing, right? Because yeah. we don't really know what the fuck's going on at this point. But later on, we 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 figure out that he gains strength and courage yeah. from this. And that's how he you know, does this one heroic yeah. act. Right, brother? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. So while they're having this conversation... Boyd sees someone outside the window, and yeah. this is the introduction to Calhoun. Yep. Right? That was a good scene, man. It's a good shot right there, how you were able to see Calhoun through mm-hmm. that window. Mm-hmm. Um, if he moves a fucking inch to the left, the scene doesn't work, dude. Yeah. So he has to be in the perfect placement for the shot to work, man. Mm. Put that on my notes, man. So, like, yeah, they basically, they save him. They bathe him. They get him warm. Mm. Uh, they make fucking uh, uh, Jeremy Davies' character, <laughs> Toffler, they make yeah. him fucking pray. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, in this film, dude, is that they get the religious shit. Like, it's like a side. Like, yeah. it's a joke, huh? It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the we can do. Uh, but pray, Toffer, that's on you. And he's like, he's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, make yourself useful. Pray. <laughs> you know? And he Thought- does too. He like bows his head yeah. over. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, man. Yeah. Go, go fucking do it. You know? So yeah. when he recovers the next day, he says that he went three months without food. So then they tell him, you went three months without food? Mm-hmm. And he says, no, I went three months. Like, there was, there was food. There just, there wasn't anything to eat. Yeah. You know? Uh. Good fucking usage of fucking writing right there. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Because th- that's ends up that's where he we, like he ends up like admitting to everybody like, yeah, I was in a group, uh, we were on a wagon. Yeah, we got stopped by a storm. We were all trapped, and then he tells all the people that he was with, right? Yep. And then he says, uh, believe there's a person named Jones that he died, right? Mm-hmm. And he says there was nothing to eat, man. And he says that there was a, a character named Colonel Ives. Mm-hmm. He even says he's a detestable man. Yeah. That he, and then when they ran out of food, they ate all the oxen. They ate all the horses. They even ate a dog. Fuck, bro. What is going on with our dogs? <laughs> I know, right? This is like with the these fourth movies. episode in a row, yeah. right? But yeah, this whole scene is great because Calhoun, he captivates us. Because mm-hmm. even as a, as a viewer, I'm captivated in his story because they're all like, huddled around him trying to figure out what happened mm-hmm. and he's he's weaving this story that is so like dramatic and he's like telling you like oh god you the the legs they smelled so good because mm-hmm. remember he's like the meat right yeah yeah he's like man i don't know it's just such a great scene man yeah and then he even says that when when they resorted to cannibalism mm-hmm. uh like it, it was crazy that he had to eat another person, uh-huh. but then he tells that man the hunger returned, man, uh-huh. and he wanted more. But then he brings up that that fucking Ives, right? There were yes. three people left. It was mm-hmm. himself, Calhoun, Ives, and a woman. Yep. And he left them, right? Mm-hmm. And so he says that. Oh, by the way, he even says, "Yeah, I was a coward, man. I ran away." And yeah. if you notice, bro, when he says coward, they pan to Boyd. <laughs> since he is a fucking coward we've already stab- yes bro fucking oh, good shit on antonio bird right there mm-hmm. that little subtle fucking like they pan to boyd when he says coward Mm-mah. good shit right there man nice very nice detail right there and so because of this they say yeah ives kills people so then hart says all right fuck this we gotta go save this person yeah potentially save this woman right yeah exactly they wanted to get what was her name missed something they said she had a uh, name it's not yeah, important yeah but... it's not important we never yeah. see her mm-hmm. and shit like that so yeah so then uh, Hart assembles all, uh, not all of them that mm-hmm. I mentioned, but he some assembles some of them mm-hmm. to go and find uh, this uh, this Ives because they want to arrest him. Yeah, they say right? it's like a three days hike. Mm-hmm. So as they embark on this mission, right, bro? Mm-hmm. They there's a scene where Boyd he ends up asking Calhoun. He goes, he asks him about eating eating the human. Yeah, right. So he goes like, "Hey, tell me what it was like eating human," and j- right before. He's uh, uh, Calhoun's about to answer. Toffler comes out and he says, hey, I found a bone. I found a bone. Uh Right. But then he fucking falls. Mm -hmm. He injures himself. Right. And then 
what is it? He like he fucks up his ribs or like his yeah, abdomen he, he, he area, gets, right? Like a slash on his side or something, but it's not too serious, I yeah. guess. It's kind not of. too serious, right? Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward now. When they go to nighttime, right? They're all sleeping. Mm-hmm. There's a part where you can hear Toffler yelling, mm-hmm. and then when they get like a lantern to light up, you see fucking Calhoun. <laughs> yeah, with blood on his face. Yeah, right? he's got blood all over his mouth, and then Toffler says, "You licked me." <laughs> so like, so let's back up, man. So this motherfucker, let's, we've already established that like this guy admits he had to eat people. Mm-hmm. So now. At nighttime in a tent, he goes and licks a person. And then when the lantern goes on, there's blood all over his fucking mouth. Yeah. Fuck that, man. And he does such a great job of portraying of like, he's like apologetic. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I had a dream. That's why I did it. Oh, go ahead. He's like, tie me up. I know I can't be trusted. So they do, right? Yeah. He insists on being Mm -hmm. uh, handcuffed and shit like that. And that's exactly what happens. So when they go to uh the directions that he gives man they end up going to this cave mm-hmm. right yeah and not everybody goes in so the only ones that are there it's like it's reich and boyd they're the ones that enter the cave yep. right so outside it's it's uh right uh no excuse me it's Hart, mm-hmm. it's toffler yep and it's george yep the local right mm-hmm. which by the way dude this part pissed me off bro because <laughs> i just gotta say Toffler seemed like such a bitch during out this whole scene. Yeah, he, he was, was. I mean, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck was he even there? Yeah, this is like uh, Saving Private Ryan Part Two. Fuck, dude. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, dude. If he's such a little bitch, why do they have him keeping guard of Calhoun? Yeah, exactly. Why, why not just have George, since he was already ready with the arrows and yeah, shit like uh-huh, that, uh-huh. or not have him there at all? Yeah, I don't know. I guess they put too much faith in him. But yeah, he was a major coward. He even had the faith. musket. Faith, bro. He didn't pray hard enough for his own safety. Faith brother. plus one. <laughs> no, well, yeah, he he even had the musket, remember? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, he's just an idiot. He doesn't think to use it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. So when they go into the cave, Reich and Boyd, they enter the cave, and then Reich goes under where he fucking sees like all these skeletons there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is that when Ives tells the story. Of how many people were with them. Mm-hmm. So he said there was like five or six of them. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Right? So then uh, Reich finds all these skeletons and he asks, hey, how many people were in the mission? Mm-hmm. Did he say? And then he sees all the number of the skeletons there. And then he realizes like, oh shit, it's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. Like this fucker is Ives. He yeah. fucking ate everybody. Yeah. And while that happens, man, uh, like on cue... Uh, I or Calhoun, right? Mm. At this point, since he's fucked, we've we've already realized that he's Ives. Yeah, yeah. He breaks free and he starts fucking dude, he stabs the shit out of heart, dude. Yeah. Fucking guts him pretty bad. He... Oh, excuse me, brother. <laughs> There's a burp of the week right there. Yeah, and this whole scene is just a clusterfuck because Calhoun, he he breaks free, he stabs Hart, and Hart is like dying. Yeah. And then George tries to throw the axe, mm-hmm. and then Calhoun turns heart, and then he gets hit in the back with the axe. And then uh, Toffler is over there just being useless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to make it even more that he's a fucking useless, the fucking clicks, the gun clicks, dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's out of bullets. Yeah. And it's like, fucker, run. You're <laughs> such a pussy. You just stand there. Yeah. And then it, it, to make it even fucking more infuriating for me, dude. Fucking Ives, Calhoun, whatever you want to call him at this point. Yeah. He tells Toffler, run. <laughs> it's like, fucker, if I'm telling you from my screen to run, and then the murderer is telling you to run, <laughs> run, you piece of shit. Yeah, so he runs, yeah. He finally does. <laughs> Fucking Toffler, dude. He he pissed me off, dude. Yeah. But, okay, so this is the part where I, I started kind of laughing because mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, bro, this is a horror film. Yeah. But the scene where uh, Boyd... And Wright come out, uh-huh. and they're going after uh, Ives. Yeah. Right? They, we're going to call him Ives right now. Okay. Right? The the fucking music in the background, bro, mm-hmm. fucking, I, I thought it was so comical. It was like three ninjas type of fucking yeah. music, dude. Uh-huh. But for all intents and purposes, dude, this should be as serious as it gets, bro. There's people dying. Yeah. There's cannibalism. But no, the fucking music just puts a whole fucking unique twist on this scene, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's just greatly, it's just awesome the way that it's done. It's, it adds a different feeling to the whole situation. It's mm-hmm. eerie. It's almost like absurd, I guess mm-hmm. is the way I would put it. Yeah. So once they're going after him, 
Fucking Calhoun, excuse me, Ives throws a fucking blade at Wright, dude. Mm -hmm. Fucking gets him. He goes over a cliff. This yep. motherfucker's dead, dude, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it gets to the scene where I started fucking laughing too, dude, because like Boyd fucking shoots. Like mm -hmm. he's got, he's, there's a shot of Boyd. He's shooting at Ives. Yeah. And then he's there and then he's not there. He disappears. It's <laughs> like, is this motherfucker the Undertaker or what the fuck, dude? Yeah, he looks like it. <laughs> you know? And then he just reappears, dude. But the way he fucking reappears, it's like he comes from the ceiling or he comes from like the bottom. Uh -huh. And so it's like, what the fuck? Now you're you're Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> How he just shows up out of nowhere, dude? Yeah. And then, dude, this, and then to bring up Undertaker again, dude, Boyd fucking shoots him. He gets him, bro, on the shoulder. Mm -hmm, yeah. And he fucking lays on his back, but then he stands up Michael Myers Undertaker status, dude. <laughs> yeah. So it like fucking proved my whole thing of the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. And shit like that, dude. I but again, dude, great fucking scene right here. Mm -hmm. And then affected by cowardice once again, Boyd's being a little bitch. He doesn't want to go through with this. So he decides to fucking jump off a cliff, dude. Yeah. And this scene was fucking dope, dude. I just like how we jumped mm. and like fucking somehow he miraculously fucking lands like right next to or close to right. Yeah. Afterwards, he had been stabbed, right? Yeah. So they land on the trees and shit. Boyd breaks his fucking leg. Compound oh, yeah. fracture. Yeah. Fuck God. Brutal shit. But, but Reich is not completely dead yet. Mm -hmm. He's hanging. And then the way he looks at it, he fucking grabs him, dude. Yeah, his fucking, the smile on his face, man, is so creepy. Again, it fits with the music. Mm -hmm. It's just so absurd and eerie. I, with, just, I love it, man. With, with his blue eyes, right? Yeah. Dude? Like, yep. the way his eyes are. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, grabs him kind of like, you motherfucker, you yeah, know? Like and he's that's, trying to, yeah. Yeah, and that's the last thing Reich does, dude. Yep. And then he dies, dude. Yep. And so now from this, uh, Ives is looking for... Boyd mm -hmm. or anybody in particular for that yeah, matter yeah. because let's remember now he wants to eat these motherfuckers now that we know he's a cannibal yeah he needs to eat more fucking people mm -hmm. right so like I mentioned broken leg compound fracture um right dies right next to yes. Boyd yeah they're in like some kind of underbrush I guess you mm -hmm. would say like some kind of like it's like some hidden spot they're covered by like tree branches and stuff yeah yeah, he tries to cover him and shit, you mm -hmm. know, with them to like to hide and stuff. Yeah. But he can't move, dude. And then it's fucking freezing over there, dude. It's the winter time. Yep. Right? So then he he even like talks to Wright. He goes, mm -hmm. Hey, Wright, you're not gonna use that jacket, are you? Like, fuck, <laughs> that was fucked up, bro. Yeah. You know? But it was like, hey man, if he's already <laughs> dead, fuck it. Yeah. You know, and then he covers himself. Mm -hmm. And now this is the part that gets fucking like disturbing, dude. It's like, dude, he's dying, dude. He needs to eat, so he just says, fuck it, dude. I can't take this anymore. Yeah. And he fucking eats right, dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking just some of the most, like, crazy shit. It's like, I can't say I'm going to ever put myself in that motherfucker's <laughs> shoes, but there is snow around you, no? Was yeah. there snow? Yeah. Well, eat the fucking snow, dog, yeah. you know? <laughs> fuck. Yeah, and up until this point, too, we don't really, it's not explicitly told to us other than, when I think George mentions it earlier on when he talks about the Wendigo mm. and how like uh, when they eat somebody, they take their spirit and their strength. But up until this point, we don't really know a whole lot. So Boyd, he eats Reich, right? And mm -hmm. then he's somehow he's managing to walk back to the fort, yeah. right? And with a compound fracture on your leg, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to go very far. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's still grimacing and shit, right? But yeah. because of the myth yep. that George brought, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Good shit. Uh, excuse me right there. So somehow, like you mentioned, brother, uh, Boyd makes it back to Fort Spencer mm -hmm. where he meets with Slauson. Yep. Right? And Slauson straight up does not fucking believe his story, dude. Mm -hmm. He says, like, like, yeah, you're fucking, your story doesn't make sense. I need... I need facts, not myths. Yep. And shit like that. And then this is where uh, Slauson tells him, hey, man, since Hart is gone, we got a new person in charge. And to the fucking horror of fucking Boyd, man, mm -hmm. of all people who comes in, it's fucking Ives, man. Yeah, he's all clean shaven, too. Yeah. He's all dressed nice in his uniform. Mm -hmm. And then he, he like, I almost wanted to say that he, he wanted to faint, dude. He almost fainted and shit. Cause he, he did, didn't he? He fell over, right? Yeah, he did. But he doesn't get, like, knocked out, yeah, yeah. you know? But then he, like, says, like, he tells him, hey, no, 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 this is the fucker. This is Calhoun. Mm -hmm. I shot this motherfucker. Yeah. So then Slauson says, all right, well, if you got shot, wouldn't there be a wound? Yeah. 
And there's no fucking wound on him. So he ate the fucking people and he got yeah, everything healed. to cure his illness. He got healed, right? Mm -hmm. There's yep. no more fucking like shot mark and shit like that. All right, so let's back up a little bit, brother. Mm -hmm. So now that a lot of the people have been dead in the unit, right? Like yeah. Reich is dead, yep. Hart is dead, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, George is dead, all these people, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're like Boyd has to rely on Martha, right? And and uh, Cleves, who's a fucking moron. Yeah. And Knox, who's a fucking alcoholic. Yeah, he's drunk half the who's, time. Who's like belligerent all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. So the thing is like Martha... The thing what I forgot to mention, dude, is that Martha, the local, right? George's sister. Uh -huh. She got sent out to go get like groceries and shit with mm -hmm. Cleves. Yeah. Right? So there's no way of Martha knowing who Calhoun was. Yep. Right? Because when Calhoun comes in, or, or especially now it's Ives, right? Yes. If she was there, she would have been like, hey, I saw this fuck motherfucker earlier. This mm -hmm. isn't fucking Ives. This is Calhoun. Yeah, but she was gone. But she was gone with and Cleves. And so was Cleves because he doesn't know either. Yeah, but regardless, he would have he would have not have been reliable. He's a fucking moron, dog. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, Slauson, man. Uh, so he comes back, right? And he tells him, okay, so this is a new motherfucker in command. Uh, oh, what I do want to fucking bring up, dude, is that now that I say that, like, he has to rely on a bunch of people uh -huh. that aren't really exactly, like, trustworthy mm -hmm. um like fucking boyd has a daydream of killing cleaves yeah do you remember that dude? yeah yeah the, he gets like a cannibalistic urge right <laughs> yeah, but and we think it's real but it's not he's mm -hmm. just he's just like daydreaming mm -hmm. yeah so yes yeah, so so now that ives when he's all clean shaven and everything dude mm -hmm. he gets boyd to the side and he straight up tells him man he's like hey i ate five men in three months man mm -hmm. and he tells him man like i fucking uh when i eat people i get cured yeah, because so, he, he had tuberculosis or something, yeah. right? That's what he says. Yeah. So basically, like, any fucking illness he's ever had, when he started eating the people, he gained the person's energy. Mm -hmm. He gets healed and shit like that. And then to make it, like, crazy, like, Boyd tries to attack him. He cuts Ives' hand. Yeah. And he starts bleeding, right? So now, that, like, that right there, because like, let's remember now, Boyd already ate Reich. Mm. So now he wants the urge to fucking eat more people. So as soon as he sees the blood on on Ives' hand, mm -hmm. he just has this fucking like urge, like I need to fucking eat. Yeah. And shit, yeah. And like and, and then and then fucking uh so he like tries to like fucking cut his throat and shit, right? Mm -hmm. To where Martha comes in uh -huh. and tries to cut his fucking throat. Yeah. And then I, yeah. I did realize, dude, it's like why the fuck is Martha getting so involved? But then I remembered, like, oh, well, her fucking brother just died, dude. So, of course, she's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I think she blames Boyd, too. Mm. They don't really explicitly say it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she thinks that he's part of it. Because they don't yeah. really trust him. They know there's something up with this guy. Mm -hmm. Because for all reasoning, brother, the only reason he was there is because he was exiled. Yeah. You know, due, due to cowardice. Mm -hmm. So, you can't trust this fucking coward, dude. Mm -hmm. So, I don't, I don't <laughs> fucking blame her, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of this, bro, uh, Knox... Let's remember, he's the alcoholic. Mm -hmm. He puts Boyd under arrest for uh, for murder, right? Yeah. Like, they, think, uh, they, they think he attempted murder, right? Well, also, Cleves gets killed, right? And oh, we don't, we don't we're, see... We're, we're getting there, dude. Okay. Yeah, because when he... Uh, when Knox arrests him, he needs Cleves, right? So he sends Martha. Like, to Martha, go look for Cleves. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then she goes into the barn and she sees that all the horses are dead. Yep. She looks through a window, man. This scene was fucking sick. This might have been one of, if not my favorite parts in the in the movie. Is they're looking for Cleves. Notices that the, the fucking barn, all the horses are dead and shit. It's like, okay, who the fuck killed all the horses? This is fucking weird. Yeah. Right? Looks through the window to tell Knox, like, hey, I don't see anything. And then fucking blood yeah. starts splattering on her, on her from face, the top. Yeah. And then they go outside and you see that Cleves is dead, man. Mm -hmm. Somebody fucking killed Cleves. Yep. And this is they think it's Boyd. Yes. So this is why he gets arrested for yep. that shit. Because yep. they think he is the one that did all this shit with Cleves mm -hmm. that uh, killed the, the horses, all this shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So let me get a swig right here, brother. Getting a little fucking parched. Cheers. Mm-hmm. So because of this, bro, Knox tells Martha, I need I need to send you on foot. <laughs> Let's remember, this is like however yeah. long ago the Mexican-American War was. Yeah. You're going to go on foot and you're going to go get sloss and you're yep. going to have a fucking return mm -hmm. to get here, man. There's some serious shit that's going on. Yeah, because they want to send him to like a military prison. Mm -hmm. So while this is going on, man, 
I, dude, this was clever writing right here, man. So you see Ives, right? Mm-hmm. He's preparing a stew. <laughs> we're, okay, we're not stupid now. You can obviously tell that he's going to use human yep. in this fucking stew, mm-hmm. right? To where Knox, Knox fucking asks him, like, hey, can I help you with anything? And then Ives <laughs> says, no, but maybe later you can contribute. And I was like, dude, I was like, shit, dude, that's... Yeah. Foreshadowing yeah. what was gonna happen and shit mm-hmm. like that. I just I like the 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 fucking writing in this man. Yeah. It's so fucking good, man. To where that he fucking kills Knox, man. Yep. Oh, dude, one thing I forgot to mention too is that Knox was looking for a a blade. Am I fucking forgetting yeah, something? Yeah, Knox. He goes to his fireplace and notices that his sword is missing off mm-hmm. the mantle. I guess, mm-hmm. and he even asks Ives. He's like, "Hey, have you seen my sword? It's missing." And he's like, "No, I don't remember seeing it." And then that's when Boyd and he remember he's like chained up in the back. Yeah. And he's like, he's asking him, he's like, hey, are you still alive? Cause you, cause we don't yeah. hear from him. Right. And then he's like, shut up. And then that's when he, he turns around and Ive slashes him. He cuts yeah, his head he off. Fucking with, kills Knox, dude. With his own sword. Yeah. And then to make shit like even crazier, bro, fucking Colonel Hart returns, dude. Mm-hmm. Like to make shit like, dude, like, when when I'm gonna call him Calhoun right now because we thought he was Cal- just Calhoun at the time. Yeah. When Calhoun stabbed him, dude, I, I was like, this fucker's dead, dude. Yeah. He the was. way he stabbed him looked all brutal. I was like, dude, you're dead, dog. Even Reich said he's like, just leave him. He's dead. Yeah. He can't do anything. Yeah. So he returns, dude, and then you kind of put the, the things together. It's like he killed Cleves. Mm-hmm. He killed the horses, yep. dude. But and then it's like okay, uh, and then this is where he like admits to Boyd. He says, like, hey, I I, I ate people, too. Mm-hmm. So, which, which uh, with Calhoun, right? Yeah, Ives, he he fed him. He said, mm-hmm. uh, Hart says, like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I got stabbed, and I was dying, and I saw my life slipping away. And then the next thing I remember is I wake up, and Ives, or Calhoun at the time, right? Yeah. He was feeding me. So, he was getting... Heart back to health by feeding him, you know, his own men, I guess, uh-huh. at this point, right? He ate his own fucking men, dude. But then I, it makes me wonder, like, then why didn't you just return with them then? Yeah, I think it's because Ives is pretty smart, right? He, yeah. This whole time he's been playing multiple characters. So I think he saw the value in Heart appearing to be dead so he could be hidden. Mm. And that's how he was able to, you know, kill Khalifs, kill the horses without anybody being suspicious. Yeah. So he's a pretty smart guy. Gotcha, bro. And again, for films, you know, with yeah. the whole element of surprise yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that shit, you know. And, mm-hmm. and with that next scene, bro, without saying, trying to sound like a fucking social studies fucking section, <laughs> you know, uh, Ives brings up Manifest Destiny, mm-hmm. which is like American settlers like who are like destined to like expand and shit like that. Yeah. So to put it in his perspective, what I think he's trying to put together is that uh, to begin cannibalism. Yeah. To spread it all around, that way we're, they all fucking get healed and shit like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is such a fucked up premise, dude. Yeah. Uh, to spread to spread cannibalism, brother? Like, holy shit, dude, really? Well, they kind of just want to survive, but I think one of the things I read about this movie when I was looking online is they say about mm-hmm. how like we're, we're always hungry to cannibalize and, and just expand. So that's kind of like what he's saying. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an allegory, I guess you could say. Gotcha, bro. I, I still think that's such a fucked up thing, dude. <laughs> you put Manifest Destiny and, and cross it with cannibalism, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oof, great shit right there, man. But, like, next scene, dude. Uh, so, while they're still talking, dude, uh, he fucking stabs Boyd, man. Like, yeah. bad. When I saw this, I was like, oh, this fool's dead, man. <laughs> right? But then the next scene is like, oh, he's not dead. Yeah. So... We let's back up now. So that fucking stew that he had fixed yep. earlier, mm-hmm. right? There's obviously like fucking human meat in there. Mm-hmm. He fixes it for like a fixes a bowl for him. Yeah. And he tells him, like, either you have an option, either you want that fucking urge for me or you fucking die, man. Yep. What is are you, yeah. It's such a brutal scene too, because Boyd is there. He's pretty much dying. Mm-hmm. Do you he, look- dude, Guy Pierce looks like shit here, dude. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like shit. He, I would say he always looks like shit in this movie because yeah. it kind of brings up to the end point, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, he always looks like shit. At this point, he's been stabbed, not mortally, I guess, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't treat it, he's dead. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there and you, he looks down and you just see like his blood just pooling out mm-hmm. and he's like, his eyes are crossing and he's like, he's just 
wavering and then he finally just gives in he, and he just starts eating that stew like mm-hmm. i don't know how to put it but he just he just goes to town eats that motherfucker up man <laughs> and then because of that he gets like healed right yeah he's mm-hmm. not he's not really wounded anymore no nope. he's able to have conversations now like yep. this one he has a conversation with with heart yep where heart him and heart are together to where heart tells him like yeah i'm accountable i can't fucking live with myself i need mm-hmm. you to fucking kill me man I can't yeah. do this shit anymore. Yeah. And he fucking kills him, man. He fucking slits his throat. Yeah, he uh, says, he's like, please, please just kill me. I have one request. It's kind of an interesting story arc, too, because it seems at this point that Hart is all in. He's like, I'm a cannibal. Let's do it. I'm with eyes 100%. And then when they have this conversation, he finally breaks down and is like, I can't do it anymore. Just please kill me. Yeah, and because, obliges. because yeah, they all know the fucking cannibalism is like as fucking wrong as it could be, dude. Yeah. You know, so even though he got cured, I mean, he should have died, man. Yeah. Out there by Calhoun. Mm-hmm. But he got revived. And now he's being back to being fucking killed, dude. Yep. Crazy shit right there. He fuck like I said, he he stabs him, he slits his throat. Mm-hmm. Through the window, Ive sees this shit to where they get into an intense fight, dude. Yeah. And man, these this fucking fight was intense, bro. There's pitchforks, mm-hmm. there's logs, there's daggers. <laughs> I, I'm blinking on the name, dude, but uh, that fucking weapon that Raphael from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles he has. Uh, what color was he? Uh, he was uh, red. Uh, the what is it? Like but the staff? The, yeah, there we go. But you know what I'm talking about? That okay. fucking that he. Yeah, they used that in the fight. <laughs> and then to make it even fucking funnier, dude. There's a part where like, uh, uh Ives is like. You can't see him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he like goes through the fucking wooden area. <laughs> and it's like, oh, great. Another fucking cool la- Kung Lao entrance, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, I got to bring this up too, man. The shit that made me laugh too, because I-, I know that they're like in the like in the snow and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like winter. Mm-hmm. But dude, you-, you don't look fucking cool fighting when you're wearing a fucking blue Mr. Rogers jacket <laughs> or sweater, dude. Yeah, That exactly. fucking Boyd is wearing, dude. Yep, mm-hmm. You know, that shit, that shit made me laugh so fucking hard, dude. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, dude, oh, while they're going through this fucking crazy fight, Boyd makes this like wooden roof collapse right on top of Ives. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool. So this gives Ives, uh, or excuse me, uh, gives Boyd time to go into this like room uh-huh. where he fucking lures, he lures fucking Ives into yeah. this like barn area. Yeah, he sets a trap. And he sets this fucking massive bear trap. Mm-hmm. Which to me, the bear trap part—it only looked like it affected Boyd. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, did you I, get that same? Thing? I would agree. On, I would agree on that nitpick. Yeah, because it, it only looks like it got him. Yeah, but then they're making it that it got both of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I mean, a bear trap has like two sides, right? So maybe yeah. when he fell backwards, it stabbed him in the back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it didn't seem like it seemed like it affected Boyd more than it did Ives. Yeah, uh, dude, Robert Carlyle in this fucking scene was fucking awesome bro the way <laughs> yeah. the way he's like like just telling him he's like hey uh if you die first because they're both <laughs> fucked bro they're yeah. both i mean it's a massive bear trap dude yeah they're all pinned together right mm-hmm. they're both fucked and he says if you die first i'm gonna fucking eat you mm-hmm. but then he says like if i die first are you gonna eat me mm-hmm. and fuck dude that was just so <laughs> crazy so while while they're having this like conversation dude mm-hmm. Martha and Slauson <laughs> comes back. They get back to Fort Spencer. Yeah. While all this shit is going on. And then that's how the fucking film ends, man. It's mm-hmm. like they're dying. Fucking Ives dies, dude. He dies yeah. before. He dies first, yep. He dies before Boyd does. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I uh, Boyd, does this, he decides to not eat yes. uh, Ives. And yes. they fucking die together. And then you see uh, Slauson. Going back to where that stew was prepared, mm-hmm. the same fucking stew that I was prepared with the human meat. He fucking eats it. He fucking enjoys it. <laughs> so now you're left to wonder, like, holy shit, now Slauson is going to be a fucking cannibal. Yeah. He's going to want the urge to fucking eat more mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, whether he finds out it's fucking human or not, we don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the whole thing with Martha seeing through the window. Yeah, she sees them both, and she's just kind of like, fuck this. And then she just leaves. <laughs> yeah, because cause Martha is aware of the same thing, of what J- her brother George said, right? Yeah. Of, of the, the, the whole myth, right? Yeah, the Wendigo. The Wendigo, yeah. So when knowing that they're both, they're all dead now, uh-huh. she said, fuck this, I'm out, man. 
Yeah. And also because Boyd asked her, he's like, how do I stop it? Because she mm-hmm. tells him or he already knows the story about like once you eat, you need to eat more. And so Boyd asks Martha, how do I stop it? She says, you don't. You have to die. That's the only way you have to like sacrifice yourself. Mm-hmm. So in the one true moment of his tests for himself, I guess, Boyd, he chooses to die. Mm-hmm. So that's like the one courageous thing he does in the whole movie. I know. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Exactly, bro. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. But that's the way it ended, man. And I was, when the movie was over, I was like, fuck, what an experience, man. <laughs> yeah, Th- this is one of the most like unique, fucking unorthodox uh, horror yeah. films I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen a horror film where no. it made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, it made me like, it, it made me like invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like no yeah, man, it was such a fucking unique film, dude. I actually, I very much enjoyed it, brother. Thank you so yeah. much for bringing this one to my attention, man. Yeah, this one was great, man. Such an oddball film. It is, man. So let's uh, let's go into the segment now mm-hmm. uh, with uh, work from some of these uh, actors. Let's do it. All right. So we're gonna start off with uh, with the director, actually, Antonia Bird. Mm-hmm. I've only seen one film from her. By the way, she has passed away since, man. She had cancer. She passed away. Um, I, cause I do remember the name Antonia Bird. I know I was like, I know I've seen that fucking name somewhere. Hmm. And the one film I watched was Mad Love, mm. which I did not <laughs> like. I'll be honest, bro. That movie fucking so. You know how I mentioned that yeah. David Arquette? Like, mm-hmm. if I see movies from him, I'm just like, I'm not watching, dog. Mm. Well, this movie has another fucking actor where if I see and I say, nah, I'm not watching this shit. And that's fucking Chris O'Donnell, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good old fucking Robin himself, man. Oh, uh, God. That movie, uh, Mad Love, was not exactly a movie I liked. Uh, Drew Barrymore is also not really a character yeah. or an actress I thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen an Antonia Bird film, and that is Mad Love. Do you? Is there anything seen from Antonia Bird, brother? No. No. But when you mentioned Chris O'Donnell, I remember Son of a Woman with Al Pacino. Mm, mm, mm. Hoorah! <laughs> or whatever he says. I forgot was, what he Was said. there another Chris O'Donnell movie you said we were talking about? Like, uh, uh, we Vertical? talked about it. Oh, Vertical Limit. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great one with uh, Bill Paxton. Hey, also. man. F- here's a switch to Bill Paxton. <laughs> mm. That's a that's a great, terrible movie for bro, these I out f- there. Man, Bill Paxton, you are missed, brother. I mm. Fuck. I, Bill Paxton was awesome, man. Yeah. Fuck, I miss Bill Paxton, man. <laughs> All right, next person, brother. We're gonna go into Guy Pierce. Yeah. All right. You've already mentioned the the Monte Cristo film. Yeah, Count of uh, Monte Cristo. Yeah. So the the one film I've seen Guy Pierce in, I'm pretty sure if people have seen him anywhere, it's this one, and that is Memento, man. Mm-hmm. That is one of the fucking best fucking Christopher Nolan movies out there, man. It is so fucking good. That yeah. is one film I will recommend to anybody to watch, man. Yes. If you have not seen it, please go out of your way and watch Memento, man. Mm-hmm. Any Guy Pierce films, brother, besides that one? Uh, I was going to say he was great in L.A. Confidential. And there's a few other ones that I'm forgetting right now. But Guy Pierce, if you see his name come up in a movie, you're in for a good time. He's mm-hmm. he's just such a great actor. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, brother. All right, next person, we're going to get to Robert Carlyle. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm pretty sure you've seen him in this film, man. That's 28 weeks yeah, later. That's the only one I can think of. Okay. Yes. The only reason I'm bringing this movie up, dude, is because the beginning of that movie mm. was so fucking intense. It was so fucking good. And that was the only good part of the movie, dude. That movie <laughs> fucking sucked, dude. Uh, but that that beginning is one of the best like openings to yeah. a movie I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, dude. that's like a, a heart pounder for that whole like five mm-hmm. minutes right mm-hmm. that's a good one it's really fucking good and, and the first time i ever saw robert carlar in anything and i have this movie in my collection man that is train spotting mm, okay. have you seen train spotting god it's been a while yeah. i don't remember him what part did he play bro he's the one that uh um i think he fucking has the he's he's the crazy one that's always getting in fights with the bars and the bars and shit God, it's been so long, man. Yeah, I don't yeah know. he's not the one that shits in the bed, literally. Oh, okay. It's okay. the other one that's with you and McGregor. Okay. Yeah, he he was really good in that, dude. That's that's a, I mean, it's a depressing movie with drug use and shit like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But when you finish the movie, you're gonna be like, damn, dude, that was a good fucking flick. Yes. All right. So check out Train Spotting if you if you liked Robert Carlyle and Ravenous, you will like him in Train Spotting. Different characters, but you will appreciate his work, man. Mm-hmm. Any Robert Carlyle stuff, brother? No, I, the only one I can think of was 28 Weeks Later. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, we're going to get into the next person. That is Neil McDonough, dude. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so I, I did mention that David Arquette, that's one person that if I see a film, I'm not watching. All right. Uh, I just mentioned Chris O'Donnell, I'm not watching. 
the only movie I've seen Neil McDonough in is Walking Tall, bro. <laughs> and that has one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, The Rock. But fucking Dwayne Johnson is in some of the most fucking horrible movies I've ever seen, brother. I I fucking hate his movies, bro. My stupid ass watched Doom in theaters. <laughs> okay, I didn't pay for it. It was free. Yeah, yeah. But for fuck's sake, dog, for The Rock, dude, like, please make a fucking good movie for once, dude. Now, I don't mean movies that generate a lot of money. Obviously, uh-huh. it fucking generates money. Make a good fucking solid movie for once in your fucking life, dog. I thought it wasn't Walking Tall, like, one of his better ones, though. It was, like, 2004, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that good, man. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, if The Rock is in a movie, I ain't fucking watching, dog. Okay. Fuck. And uh, I love The Rock, bro. He was, but Dwayne Johnson's movies are trash, dog. Mm. And you can't convince me that they're good. What's you the one where, where he's a helicopter pilot and there's like an earthquake, right? San Andreas? San Andreas, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you like I, that one? No, I don't like it. I've never seen it, but Thank I you. like- You're I proving like, my point, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I like all the, the internet controversy that saying how he's pretty much a piece of shit because he's like a paramedic. And mm-hmm. the first thing he does is he steals the helicopter to go save his own family and like fuck everybody else. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's pretty much an awful person. Yeah. yeah. I must be about my beer, brother. Good <laughs> shit. All but right, yeah. next. Oh, oh, I was going to say, go Neil McDonough, for those of you out there, he was in Band of Brothers, which is, ah. he, it's an excellent role. I mm. recommend that miniseries. Bro, I have the box set of mm. that, and I only watched two episodes, and I never went back to watch You got to watch all of them, man. That that miniseries is great, dude. Uh, I got to find time for it, brother. Mm-hmm. I got to find it, man. Yeah. And the last person we're going to get to, I have not seen films from him, but I think you have, right, brother? And that's Jeremy Davies. Oh, yes. Yeah. He always plays some weird character. He looked the same character. He was in Saving Private Ryan as, God, I can't remember his character name in that. But he was also in another movie with Mel Gibson called The Million Dollar Hotel, which he plays another quirky. That whole movie's weird, I'll just say. But yeah, Jeremy Davies is, he's an interesting actor. Because every time I see him, I know I'm going to see some strange shit. But that's pretty much all I got for him, though. Okay, man. If I knew that, if I got to bring up one more person, that's Jeffrey Jones, mm-hmm. who fucking played Hart. Uh, all right, dude. I'm gonna say this right there. I know this is an unpopular opinion, dude. I fucking hate Beetlejuice, brother. How can you hate Beetlejuice? Oh, fuck Beetlejuice. That movie. Okay, Michael Keaton is fucking <laughs> awesome in it, bro. Let's not. Let's. That's mm-hmm. obvious. All right. Winona Ryder is fine as fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, mm, yummy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the movie's fucking stupid, dude. Oh, man. And then Catherine O'Hara, when she's singing the Deo song, yeah, Deo, so dude. fucking dumb, dude. I, <laughs> dude, Beetlejuice is on. I'm changing the fucking... I'm even walking out of the room and saying, oh, fuck man. this. I'm going out for a walk, dude. I do love that movie. I fucking hate that movie, dude. Mm. That That's one of those movies, dude, that everybody loves, but you hate, you know? Okay. Yeah. And I'll give you another one that has no relation to any of this that we're talking about. It's Coneheads. Everybody likes Coneheads. I fucking hate that movie, dude. Yeah, I don't like that movie either. Okay, thank you, brother. Like, cheers for that. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, brother. So what do you say? Let's give her our overall thoughts, man. Let's give a ranking to this fucking unique film. Let's do it. Let's do it, brother. If you don't mind, let me go first, yeah? Yes, go first, please. All right, brother. Because, like, man, this was such an experience, man. Very much enjoyed this film. I don't think I'll ever see a such a unique horror film like this one um I very much even though like it didn't fit yeah uh, the music to me was just so fucking awesome yeah that just brought the charm and its identity to this film yes you know i very much enjoyed that shit dude uh, robert carlisle fuck dude he he nailed his fucking role dude mm-hmm. he's for all intents and purposes the bad guy of this film <laughs> yeah. but uh, i thought he was so fucking badass in this dude yeah so i liked it i do tend to like my horror films a little more serious um mm-hmm. uh, but this one i'll give an exception to man this i definitely see myself watching this in the future um give me fucking seven and a half stars out of ten brother thank nice. you so much for Bringing this movie to my attention, man. Nice. One of the few films that David Arquette is in. <laughs> I'll bring this up. One of the few films that former WCW champion David Arquette is in mm-hmm. that I actually enjoyed, man. Mm. So cheers, brother, for that. Thank you, brother. Yeah. This movie, like I said, the first time I saw it, I was immediately just charmed by it. I love the quirky-ass soundtrack. It's so strange. I love the acting. I feel like the acting really takes this one over the top because the subject matter is kind of strange the story Mm -hmm. is you know whatever but the acting man from all the characters is just so on point and just quirky and awesome i have no qualms with the cinematography you know obviously it's nothing too amazing here but it gets its job done Mm -hmm. 
Overall, though, this one has a special place in my heart. I've just barely seen it this year. I think I first saw it in February or March, so not too long ago. But man, this movie, I'm going to give it an eight. For me, nice, it's a, for me, it's elite, dude, because I don't know. I, I just it's just got it's everything that I love, man, like weird, quirky and not, you know, Hollywood generic. Yeah. Fuck yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. I bottoms up to that, brother. Cheers. Mm hmm. And we're going to end it right there, man. Fuck. Thank you so so much for uh, taking the time out of your busy day to checking out this podcast. Please go out of your way. Watch Ravenous. Yes. Trust me. It's going to it's it's a very unique film. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned many times. Do yourself a favor and check it out, all right? Because our words don't do it justice. Yeah. All right? So be on the lookout for next week's episode. It is my pick. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, this next film is, man, they're not fucking around. This is one of the most <laughs> fucked up, most goriest films you will ever see. The French know how to do their shit, man. That's the only hint I'm going to give you, unless you stick with us to the very fucking end. All right? So remember to be kind to one another. Uh, much love to all of you. Bottoms up and peace. Mwah. See you later. Thank you for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week for another horror film review as we review one of France's most underrated and goriest horror films. And that movie is... Inside. A film directed by Julian Mari and Alexander Bustillo. So please go out of your way and check out this film and then join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all, and bottoms up. Bottoms up.